Welcome to the RSVP In Conversation With member podcast. RSVP is a member community for the global luxury wedding and party industry. And every week I interview a different member. After half an hour, you'll know them like old friends. Sit back and enjoy. My guest today describes herself thus. I was born and raised in Romania, the oldest of two girls to young parents. My mother always wanted her children to learn German, so both my sister and I went to a German school in our hometown. I was always a good student. I loved to study and learn and consider myself, to this day, an education addict. Already as a kid, I had a complex personality. I was a stellar, quiet student at school and the bossy, loud girl at home. These two parts of my personality intertwine to this day, as I can be both focused, quiet and analytical, but also unpredictable, loud, excited and down for a party. Upon finishing school, I decided to move to Vienna so I could continue my education in German. I fell in love with the city and its quality of life so that no matter where my journey took me, I always came back to Vienna, the city I now call my home. My studies in international business administration gave me the opportunity to not only learn a lot and meet people from all over the world, but also to move to different countries and experience another way of living. I have lived in Romania, Austria, Spain, and France, and did a summer program at Stanford in the US. I speak five languages, and since my 20s, I've always liked to be part of the international circle of friends and colleagues. My education prepared me for a corporate career, which I embarked on after my studies. But always, I had in the back of my mind the idea of launching a wedding planning and event company. In my family, Bringing people together and celebrating was part of our lifestyle. My parents have been planning all types of events in their private lives as long as I can remember. I think my sister and I, who is also my business partner, have events in our blood. We talked about opening a wedding planning agency together as kids in a time when the term wedding planner was only something you heard in American movies. A couple of years ago, I was confronted with a big health challenge, which had me put all my life on hold and rethink my priorities and what I wanted from life. During this time, I learned the value of slowing down, respecting my own limits and living intentionally. This period also made me value more than what really matters to me, health, family, friends, experiences, and also gave me the courage to make my dreams happen. This is when AMK Weddings and Events was finally born. And I'm a book lover. I read two to three books at a time because my interests are diverse. I love to travel and obsessed with New York City and Paris. I'm a coffee lover and I never say no to a glass of bubbly. I love to eat healthy, but I'm not a fan of cooking. To recharge, I meditate and take long walks or read. My happy place is with my family and I'm lucky enough to be married to an incredible man who believes in me and encourages me in everything I do. Welcome. Alexandra Martin Krenek. Thank you, James. Happy to be here. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. So let's just talk about your childhood in Romania. Yes, which part of Romania was it? Was it, uh, and just tell me the, the environment that you grew up in? So I grew up in the western part of Romania. It's really close to the Hungarian border. So we always felt like a, a bit of a Western European influence. And, um, like I mentioned, I did German school, which also meant there was um, a lot of international influence in my life growing up. Uh, I could say I had quite a privileged upbringing. 
Like I, uh, my parents were uh, had a particular social standing in the community, which meant that I had uh, some opportunities to develop myself. And um, I grew up actually near a big city uh, in the western part of Romania in a smaller community, which meant that I also had the freedom to be out and about with friends. There wasn't um, an issue of safety uh, growing up so to speak, on the countryside. I mean, you must have been growing up just after communism fell, am I correct? Exactly. From that point of view. So your parents must have lived through it and everything. But, yes. But did, did you notice anything that you know now was was different or or um, different parts of the world sort of had things and... And maybe I know a lot of stories from my father. My father was a student when communism fell. I was one. I was their only child back then, and he participated in the re- revolution actually. And the one of the stories he always used to tell me when I was a kid is that the first thing he thought about when he saw the communist re- regime come down was uh, me, his only child back then, and the opportunities that I would have. Because when he yeah. was growing up and my mother uh, was growing up, you couldn't you couldn't even get out of the country uh, travel even within the country was restricted and there were a lot of limitations in terms of what you could do with your life in terms of food electricity jobs uh, I mean you obviously know uh, what communism was like and uh, I think growing up what I saw around me was people trying to make up for lost time so uh, yeah. started going out starting started traveling started accumulating wealth and so on Okay, I went to Russia in the early, very early nineties, just as it's, as it all was coming down. But it's it's the queues outside the shops and just not much things in the shops and and, and everything else was just eye was just well, it wasn't eye watering. It was um, enlightening to say to see the difference between east and west. But and now, th- thankfully, those lines are now blurred um, um, from that point of view. Anyway, the um, do, do you have a first childhood memory of growing up in Romania? Yeah, actually, I do have a first memory. Although I'm not sure if it's a memory or I've just heard the story so many times that I think I remember it. So when I was around two, that's when my sister was born, who now is my my best friend. And my mom and dad came back from the hospital, from the maternity with her. And I looked at her a bit and was like, yeah, cute and everything. But she will sleep on the balcony because no way in hell I'm letting her sleep in my room. So <laughs> this is how my relationship with my sister started. I banned her from the house. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, you're now a, an event planner, but we do work in creative industry. So is there any other art forms that you like? Is it music? Is it art, theater? Um, I mean, I think I like them all uh, to a certain extent, but I've always liked dance. Even as a kid, I did uh, some dancing classes. Um, before I actually got married, I convinced my husband to take dancing classes here in Vienna with me, which not, was not easy, let me tell you. And even to this day, when I hear music, I, I just feel free dancing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you have a favorite dancer or favorite style of music to dance to? Or a favorite style of dance, should I say? I mean, is it a Venetian waltz? Way no. Or? No. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not really good at waltzing either, so it's not uh, it's not something that I've been pursuing. It's just that I feel free when dancing. And a particular style of dance, no, not necessarily. And music, honestly, I love everything that gets me moving. It can be uh, Latin music. It can I can get excited about an ACDC or a Romanian hip hop. So uh, like my all other interests, uh, my preferences in music are diverse and according to my mood at the time. Okay. And do, do you remember a first gig? 
gig you went to with was it ACDC <laughs> or saw somebody I mean, else? ACDC, uh, I saw ACDC a few years ago in Vienna, but the first gig wasn't um, that uh, exciting. I mean, it was exciting for the kid in me. I think I was like 10 and my mom took me and my sister and a friend to see a Romanian girl band. They were huge in the 90s and we were so excited to see them. And even more than that, my mom, she actually went backstage talked to the mother of the two girls that were performing and got us autographs. So oh, it was very exciting for uh, for the little Alexandra back then. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you aren't drinking at the moment, I see, even though we do recommend that you do have a bit of a tip. <laughs> I think I should when you have, I realize now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But what is your favorite drink? If, if we were maybe at a different time of day, what kind of glass would you have in your hand? Prosecco, for sure. Prosecco. I love a glass of Prosecco. Okay. Yeah. Okay, wonderful. And in terms of food, if you, if you have a go-to kind of food, start of cuisine that you go to? I love Mediterranean cuisine, but my favorite dish will always be a plate of pasta, pasta arabiata, which is ironical because growing up, we didn't really eat a lot of pasta. It's something I befriended as a grown-up. That's my comfort food, my uh, energy food. So if I could have pasta arabiata all day, every day, that would be great. <laughs> With some Prosecco, obviously. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, okay. So so you, you're having a dinner party at home. There's Prosecco on tap. It's flowing everywhere. You have pasta arabiata being served. And maybe there's some other, some other pasta sauces for people that want a bit of a change. So who do you have around the dinner table? This is your dream dinner party. Anybody alive or dead? I know you always ask this question, and I've thought mm -hmm. about it a lot. And I have um, a co um, combined answer, let's say. So okay. on the one hand, I would love my family. Like I mentioned, that's where I feel happiest, being surrounded by my family. And especially those that are no longer with us, my grandparents or my mother-in-law, whom I've lost last year. I would love to have them all around the dinner table once more, and especially with to have a talk, for example, with my grandparents to see how they uh, how they see me as a grown up and uh, how I would perceive them with uh, adult eyes. And on the other hand, I also have the guests that I would really like to meet in person. I love Oprah. I think she's a great inspiration. Michelle Obama, which I was very surprised to see, is very funny, very funny and down to earth. And I would love to pick her brain. Princess Diana. Because she was yes. kind, and I think that's the kindness we still need in the world. Bill Gates, smart, charitable. I think there's a lot to, to learn from him. Yeah, I think these are the people that come into my mind in terms of let's have some interesting discussions. Wonderful. And, well, apart from Diana, they're all still with us. So in theory, it could happen. Yeah, you never <laughs> know. <laughs> you never know. You never know. Have a chat with Colin, and, and I think he does Oprah's events. So he oh, might you're right. be able to wing something. <laughs> and um, Brian Ruffinelli does um, the Obama's stuff as well. Ah, anyway, yeah, anyway. exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, I should put yeah. this on my back. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Okay, and when you go on holiday to chill out, relax, get away from events, where do you go? What do you do? My preferred types of holidays are those that combine relaxation and exploring. Uh, if I have to really relax, so I need to recharge, then I'll probably go for a beach holiday or somewhere in nature. I'm not big on mountains, even though I live in Austria. I prefer a beach holiday. And it's just nature, quiet, being able to read, relax, sleep. I love sleep. 
you love sleep. <laughs> yes, I think that's not something you find a lot in this industry, but I do prioritize I, I do, my sleep. I, I do like to sleep, I must admit. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm with you on that. I think, I, I think sleep is very underrated as a, uh -huh. as a form of therapy, definitely. Anyway, and do you have a bucket list of things you want to do in life? Yes? Okay, well, tell us the things that, you, that is still on there to be ticked off. I actually just looked at it a couple of days ago and I was very happy to realize that I had ticked off in the in recent years quite a couple of things. Well, I have first of all, I would love to live in New York for a while like I mentioned in my in my introduction, I'm a bit New York City obsessed, so that's still on my list. I would like to buy a beach house. I think that's my retirement plan, just retiring somewhere on a beach. And the rest is like more normal stuff. I want to go to Argentina and dance a tango in Argentina or eat sushi in Japan, hold a TED talk. So these are some of the topics that I still want to check off my list. Okay. You mentioned New York and Paris and, um, and obviously, you know, they're the, they're, the, they're, they're the meccas of the world. But what is it about New York that you like? Or is, is there a particular area or building or location vibe in new york it's the vibe you said it i feel it has such a it is i feel free there i think you you are free to be whoever you want to be i feel like there isn't so much judgment there's a lot of freedom that i don't really feel in other parts of the world so that's one thing and second to be quite honest i think i'm a little brainwashed because i've been watching a lot of sex in the city and friends growing up and <laughs> they're both like a tribute to nyc so uh, that's for sure one of the reasons i like it and it's the same okay. with paris the vibe it's like I, mm. it's a feeling i cannot even describe it to be honest okay okay do you have a special talent that comes out Maybe no. we'll have some drinks. No, no. Uh, but yeah. I, after I've had some drinks, I have the feeling I can speak languages that I actually cannot speak, like Portuguese or Italian. So <laughs> this might happen. Okay, I won't go into Chinese, but like uh, languages that are close to those that I can actually speak, they come out after a few drinks. Yes. Okay. Okay. Well. <laughs> Chinese, Portuguese. Uh combination i'm sure i'm sure <laughs> exactly okay okay in 10 years time where do you think you want to be both professionally and personally well the most important thing is that i'll be healthy and still hopefully happily married to my current husband <laughs> uh, i'd love to have a child or two let's see and uh, professionally obviously i would love to have uh, or to continue to have my current business have it be one of the top in the fields and expand on my uh, investments and uh, entrepreneurial endeavors wonderful and is there anybody who's influenced you would you say in your life to date there's many people i have to mention for sure my parents I think that I've learned a lot from them from many points of view. My grandparents from my mother's side, as a child, I spent a lot of time with them. My parents were young when they had me. They were still studying. So uh, my grandparents took a lot of care of me and they were quite complex personalities. So I learned kindness from them. I learned ambition. I learned never giving up. So I think they are like the strongest influences in my life. And then growing, growing up, of course, uh, friends I've had, teachers, my Romanian teacher from high school who became my mother-in-law <laughs> later on. She was also a very, a very big influence on me. And 
my my friends and family mostly to be quite honest i admire a lot of people who are public people or celebrities entrepreneurs or successful people ambitious people but the biggest influences in my lives are my family and friends they challenge me to be a better person okay and is there any one particular piece of advice you've received over the years that you had a profound influence on you would you say I think my grandmother used to give the best advice ever. And honestly, one of them was a marriage advice. And okay. Okay. <laughs> she was like, whenever you upset your husband or you see you get into a type of discussion that might result in conflict and you see, okay, it's not the right time to approach this topic. Just be nice and cuddly. Just say you're sorry. Diffuse the situation. Be super lovey-dovey. And then... When you have the opportunity to actually discuss that important topic and you see you're being hurt, approach it again. So she had a lot of these small tidbits on how to deal with your husband, but also with the people <laughs> around you just to so that you can make sure to get the results you wanted in a, in a particular situation. And it works. I'm telling you, I cannot do it always because I'm not a okay. patient person, but it works. If you're lovey-dovey, you, you have more chances of getting what you want than if you go full on uh, authoritarian. Oh, my God. Absolutely. Yes. Which is yes. my go to reaction, by the way. Yes. Yes. OK. Now, starting World War Three in a household never really gets you what you want. Oh, no. <laughs> it isn't. No. OK. Now, as you know, um, naughtiness is a trait, is a, a brand value of RSVP. And you are a RSVP member. You come to everything which we do, which is wonderful. So tell us a naughty thing that you've done. To be honest, James, I also thought about this question long and hard. Most of my naughty things cannot be cannot be told on this podcast because I really want to send it to some people who shouldn't hear all of the naughty things I've done. However, I can tell you a story, let's say. Go when I, I did my Erasmus during my studies in, in Valencia in Spain, and it was a super crazy time for me where I was the quite opposite of um, the very good student I was in Vienna. I partied a lot. I drank a lot, met a lot of people. And I remember this one morning when I was going home after uh, an Erasmus party night, the legendary partner, I was still quite tipsy and uh, I didn't know how to get home. I couldn't remember how to get home. So I approached on the street a girl. It was like, I don't know, eight, nine in the morning. And I try, and I started telling her all my life story and explained to her how Erasmus ruined my life because I cannot uh, follow my studies and all I do is party and drink and go to the beach. And I asked her, okay, but where are you going now? Like I'm coming from the club, but where are you going this late in the in the evening, it was morning. She's like, I'm going to school. Do you want to join me? So, <laughs> so embarrassed. In the end, she actually took me to the subway station, showed me which way I should, uh, I should take to get back home. But yeah, so I don't know if it was naughty, but it was for sure an embarrassed moment, embarrassing moment when I realized, okay, I've just been uh, hijacking students on the street and telling them my life story and asking them to, to join me home and help me get my, uh, yeah, I'll get back to, to my home place. Okay, okay. If you could switch lives with anybody for a day, who would it be? For a day, I guess it would be someone who has a glamorous life just to, to experience how it feels. Hmm. I think I would pick one of the Kardashians. Let's say Kim Kardashian. Say what you want about the Kardashians, but honestly, I admire the fact that they built an empire business-wise. And I think it would be really interesting to see how they live. Like 
how does this kind of lifestyle look like? What do they do in the morning? How do they advance their businesses? How do they uh, balance work and the thousand kids that they all have? So I think that might be an interesting experience. Yeah. Okay. 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 If you could time travel, where would you go? Oh my God, I would love time travel. <laughs> hmm. I think it would be the 20s and maybe in a very midnight in Paris uh, type of thing. I would go to Paris of the 20s just to like see the artists and the fashion and the parties and the fun. I'm a sucker for, uh, for a 20s party theme. I actually even celebrated my 30th birthday a while ago with, uh, with a roaring 20s party theme. So okay. I think... That would be like my first destination for sure. That is one of my favourite films, I must admit, because ah, and I really? and I share that. That is the time period I would want to go to Paris and meet Hemingway and Picasso and Gertrude Stein and Imagine Esther having F a drink with those people. Like oh. I think I think that would be mm -hmm. an amazing experience. <laughs> it would be. It would Funny be. that so you want wonderful. the same thing. Cool. Yes, yes. But interestingly, if you remember in the film, when he goes back and he meets Marion Cotillard, she mm. didn't know she was living in this great era yes. because because if you're living in it you you don't know it's great until the future so her so she wanted to go back to the belle epoque in the 1880s uh which which with toulouse lautrec and people like that because she she thought that the, that was the best time ever so it's 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 a great film that makes you think like that it's wonderful it's wonderful mm -hmm. okay okay any regrets in life any sliding doors moments not really i mean small things i i think everyone has but in general, I think all of my experiences taught me something. The really bad mistakes or the failures or the bad times uh, humbled me. And no, I think they all had their purpose and made me a better, more resilient person. Okay. Okay. Wonderful. We're coming to the end now of our podcast. We've been oh, here for, was, ne this for nearly half fast. an hour. <laughs> yes. No, it's, it's, it's a short but sweet experience. Very, um, it's easy listening. I think is probably the best way to, to describe it. We don't <laughs> sort of delve into any high level business. We're just here to meet our members and um, find out a little bit more about you so that when people meet you at the conferences, they can go up to you and say, Oh, you are the lady that loves midnight in Paris. You know, what's your exactly. favorite character or something? So that's wonderful. But thank you, Alexandra. A party goer, an explorer, someone that loves ACDC, a pseudo Parisian, Argentinian tango TED talker, and somebody who really wants to be always midnight in Paris. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, James. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening. If you wish to join RSVP, please go to the website rsvp.club or emailed me, james at rsvp.club. Our next large event is in Istanbul in April 2024. See you all next week.